So we just heard that Jesus entered the house with Simon, Andrew, James, and John, and that Simon's mother-in-law was sick with a fever. They told Jesus about her. Jesus approached, grasped her hand, helped her up. Then the fever left her, and she waited on them. Two points I wish to make about this miraculous healing of Jesus's here. And the first is this, that our health, our well-being, our gifts, all the good things in our life are given to us in order to serve Jesus and serve others. Jesus, he healed Simon's mother-in-law, and then she didn't go sit on the couch and watch Netflix. She didn't go and work her way up the corporate ladder and in corporate America. She didn't go on a vacation. No, the gospel says that she waited on them. She was healed, and then she served them. In the old Baltimore Catechism, one of the first questions is, why did God make me? Why did God make me? And the answer is, God made me to know him, to love him, and to serve him in this life, and be forever happy with him in the next. When I am not so dense, and I take time to reflect on all my blessings, especially my health and relative youth, I'm 40 years old, but I pretend that I'm 20 still. I realize there's no reason why my entire life, every minute, every piece of energy I have, shouldn't be given in service to God and to his people. I'll have to admit, I didn't always think like that. There was a time, especially in my younger days, when I would call myself an ungrateful brat and selfish. But now I realize I am so blessed. I can run, I can jump still, I can still skate and play hockey. All of those are immense blessings and gifts. I could be paraplegic, I could be blind, I could not be athletic, possibly. So who am I to use any of that, any of my health, my gifts, for anything but God's purposes? I don't know, I'm convicted at this point that I just owe everything to the Lord especially want to speak to our young people here. Truly realize how blessed you are. Like it or not, you owe everything to God. You are indebted to him. I think that it's selfish, ungrateful. It's being entitled to not do everything that God asks of you. Think of what you have that many in the world do not have. Think of all your gifts, your talents, your skills. Right? Who are we to say, oh God, I'm grateful. Thank you for all these gifts. Thank you for my health, all these opportunities. Uh, But now I'm going to go and do my own thing. I want to do what I want to do with my life. That seems so wrong. My friends, we have been bought with a price, Paul says. We are indebted to him. We owe him. There's no way around it. This is already kind of moving you, desiring to serve God more and others. I encourage you to speak with Becca following Mass about this discipleship group that starts tomorrow. All our blessings, our life, our health, what Jesus has done for us, is so that we will serve him and serve others. 
The second point is this. Was Simon's mother-in-law worthless while she was sick with a fever and laying in bed? Was there any value to her sickness or disease? No, it was not worthless. And yes, there was value to it. There's a reason why Jesus didn't heal absolutely everyone that he encountered. Suffering, sickness, pain, yes, it's bad, and we should do what we can to alleviate the suffering in the world. But suffering is not absolutely bad or evil. With Jesus Christ, it can be redemptive. Nothing is wasted with God. What ultimately sanctifies us, makes us holy in charity, what builds up the world and God's kingdom is how much we accept God's will in our life, whatever that is. Sometimes it is more of an active role as Simon's mother-in-law when she was healed, doing things. But other times it's more passive, like when she was sick with a fever. So offering up our sufferings and during difficulties that come our way This is something that is truly special about being Catholic. We believe there's a purpose, a meaning to it. That there's power to our suffering when we accept it and offer it up to the Lord. We call it redemptive suffering. Currently in the state of Minnesota, there are people pushing physician-assisted suicide, euthanasia. This is a very bad thing. No one has the right to end their life. People pushing for this don't understand the dignity of human life and the redemptive value of suffering. I wish to share a beautiful prayer of St. John Henry Cardinal Newman, the English convert to Catholicism in the 1800s. He said this, God knows me and calls me by my name. God has created me to do him some definite service. He has committed some work to me, which he has not committed to another. I have my mission. I never may know it in this life, but I shall be told it in the next. Therefore, I will trust him. Whatever, wherever I am, I can never be thrown away. And then listen to this part. He says, If I am in sickness, my sickness may serve him. In perplexity, my perplexity may serve him. If I'm in sorrow, my sorrow may serve him. My sickness or perplexity or sorrow may be necessary causes of some great end, which is quite beyond us. He knows what he is about. Still, he knows what he is about. People with their limitations, disabilities, sicknesses, and their older age have so much to offer. It's an opportunity to offer up your limitations, offer up to God your poverty to prepare for heaven. These pews up here, you know, are for the, we got the handicap sign, right? And um, maybe not so much now, but especially at 5 p.m. Mass Saturday, um, It's so inspiring to see these people up here. They come to Mass. (laughs) They have their limitations. We have Lorraine over here. She gets herself to Mass, at least her kids get herself to Mass. And she is here because she knows she needs the sacraments, the graces, so that she can offer up her difficulties, her limitations to the Lord. Nothing is wasted 
with the Lord. For whatever reason, if we're homebound, make sure you're calling the priest so the priest can come and bring you the sacraments. Because we need that encouragement, we need the grace, so that we can accept those difficulties and those sufferings. My great-grandma, Caroline, used to say, Nick, these golden years are the pits. These golden years are the pits. But they are redemptive if we offer them to the Lord. When we get to heaven, we will see how all the suffering people offered up affected so much great good in the world. Again, we can't see it now, but we will see it in heaven. My friends, see suffering as God sees it. Don't get sucked in by the culture of death and the way the world sees suffering. We go through different seasons in life, my friends. Sometimes our role in building up the kingdom is more passive, like Simon's mother-in-law when she was sick. We're limited with what we can actively do. But it's not worthless. It's not without meaning. We can offer it up and build up the kingdom. Other times we're healthier and our role is more active in building up God's kingdom. All our gifts aren't meant to be self-serving, but rather as God, as Simon's mother-in-law, after being healed, she waited on Jesus. She served him and served others. We are meant to serve God and to serve others as well.